Hey guys, welcome back to What's Your Favorite Scary Story? I hope you all liked last week's episode. Um, I know it was something different, but I really, really liked how it turned out. And it seems like you guys did too, uh, based on that poll that I had at the end of the episode. So hopefully we can get Marlene back on here. Uh, I don't have her here with me today, but I hope we can make that a regular thing. Because I, I think it does definitely make things more interesting and fun, even though these aren't always the most fun topics that we're talking about. But I think it's nice to lighten things up a bit. And also, Marlene always is going to have some kind of interesting insight on anything and everything. So I think that's another reason I'd like to have her here uh, while I'm talking about these things. But yeah, uh, really quick before we jump into today's topic... I just want to remind you all to please, please send in your suggestions for what you want to hear. I want to hear literally all of your ideas. Even if you don't think it's good enough or you're shy about it, trust me, you do not need to be shy with me. Um, I need lots and lots and lots of more stories if we're going to keep this thing going. So please send in those suggestions. Even if it's just one idea or if you have 10, I want them all. So right now, before you listen to the rest of this podcast, please go send those ideas in. Um, in case you've missed it, uh, the email that you can send those to is what's your favorite scary story at gmail.com. All right, let's get going. So today's topic is definitely different than what we've been talking about the past few weeks. This story has zero ghosts. It was suggested by my boss, Michelle. And it is the story of Shanti Devi, a.k.a. the world's most convincing case of reincarnation. Now, this case takes place in India, so I do want to apologize ahead of time for any mispronunciations. I will do my absolute best to pronounce things correctly, and I welcome any corrections. Okay, so Shanti Devi was born in New Delhi, India in 1926. She did not speak at all for the first three years of her life. Once she started talking, she kept bringing up things that she said were from the last life that she lived. She said her name was Lugdi and that her home was in Motora, a town 160 kilometers or almost 100 miles from New Delhi. She also said that she was married to a man named Kidar Nath Chobe. She said she had a child with this man and that there were complications with the birth. She went into great detail about multiple surgeries she had to have due to the complications. She then said that she died 10 days after her son was born. So unfortunately, her parents just totally dismissed everything Shanti was saying. After all, she was only four and they just kind of took it as nonsense which is really sad. Like, even if they didn't believe her, I just wish they kind of gave the topic a little more attention for her at least. Um, but by the time Shanti was six, she was so frustrated that no one was listening to her. She did try to run away, but was unsuccessful. She would tell her mother things like, you are not my real mother. You don't even look like her. She would also decline to eat non-vegetarian food and would say, I want sadpa food. Her parents didn't know what she was talking about because nobody in New Delhi even used the word sattva. She explained to them that sattva means vegetarian and that they didn't kill animals, they referring to her family back in Mathura. 
Once Shanti started school, she continued to talk about her previous life with the other kids as well as the teachers. Everyone pretty much ignored her and wrote her off just like her parents did. However, all of her stories did catch the attention of the principal. He noticed that she was indeed speaking the specific dialect of the town she was claiming to be from. He also noticed that every single story she would tell from her past life were always consistent 100% of the time. So this part I find kind of weird a little bit, but it was a different time. So maybe it wasn't a big deal then and maybe just different cultures. Um, But the principal was so intrigued by Shanti's story that he attempted to contact the man that Shanti claimed to be her previous husband. He didn't expect a response, but to his surprise, there was an actual man named Kidar Nath Chobe in the town of Mathura, and the man wrote back to him. He was a merchant, and he said his wife had died 10 years ago after giving birth to their son. The principal got in touch with Shanti's parents, and they all arranged for Kidar to come and see Shanti. He came with his cousin, his current wife, and his 10-year-old son. In order to see if Shanti really was telling the truth, Kidar asked her parents not to tell her who he was or even that he was coming. When Shanti came home from school that day, she walked into her home and saw Kidar. She immediately recognized him. She also realized that her son was there. This was all very overwhelming for her, and she became extremely emotional. She sobbed hysterically for about an hour. I mean, imagine that. This is an 8-year-old girl, and she's allegedly meeting her 10-year-old son. That is a lot to process for a little girl. So after Shanti was able to calm down, she and Kidar talked for a very long time. They talked about normal subject matters, and they also talked about more intimate things. He would continue to test her, and she shocked him with the amount of details she knew about Lugdi, his late wife. At the end of their time together, he was convinced that she was in fact the reincarnation of Lugdi. So naturally, this news spread all over. Newspaper outlets covered the case extensively. Millions of people now knew about this story and were curious if it was true. And now enters Gandhi. This was at a time when India was fighting for its independence and Gandhi was a popular figure. The case caught his attention and he was very interested in it. In 1935, he set up a commission to independently investigate it. The committee consisted of 15 people, including parliamentarians, media members, and national leaders. His involvement in this story made a lot of things possible and made the story very well documented. On November 24, 1935, just 12 days after Kidar visited Shanti, she, her parents, and Gandhi's entire committee took the train to Mathura. When they arrived, there was a huge crowd waiting for them. Shanti saw someone in the crowd and went to touch his feet. When the committee asked why she touched his feet, she named the man correctly and recognized him as Kidar's brother. While she was in Matura, she remembered many details about the place. She would point out things that had changed in the past 10 years. She remembered the path that led to her house. She pointed out a well where she used to bathe. And she knew of a spot in her home 
where she would hide money. The committee actually went to go see if this spot did have money in it, but they just found a pot of flowers. At this point, Kidar confessed that he had actually taken the money after his wife died. In 1936, Gandhi's committee published its report and officially concluded that Shanti Devi was the reincarnation of Lugdi. Many foreign researchers have also published papers and books on the story. The famous Swedish author and parapsychologist Sturr Lonerstrand published a book titled I Have Lived Before, The True Story of the Reincarnation of Shanti Devi. After many years, he was actually declared the official biographer of Shanti. He interviewed all living participants in the case and confirmed that it was all true. The funny thing is, originally he actually went there to debunk the whole story. But after talking to everyone, he was convinced. So there wasn't a whole lot of information on the remainder of Shanti's life. She did go back with her parents and grew up there in New Delhi. She has told the story to different outlets a few times in her life, the last time actually being just four days before she passed away. This was on December 27, 1987, and she passed at the age of 61. So that was the story of Shanti Devi. I personally am pretty convinced by this story. Uh, I think it's hard to argue when this girl literally knew the name of her previous husband and the exact details of how she died. Like, unless this is the biggest scam of all time, I can't think of another explanation. Uh, but let me know what you guys think, and let me know if you want more episodes like this. Even though I love all things paranormal, I also really do love reading stories like this, because it's just honestly so fascinating and I could learn about it forever. So if you have any other ideas of topics like this I can cover, I am down, so send them in, please. But that is all I have for you today. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. And hopefully I can maybe get Marlene back here for next week's episode. Uh, I think I could probably convince her. But thank you guys. I hope you have a good week and remember to stay spooky. <laughs>